We're all outside the, the stall as he's sitting on the toilet, reading the ingredients to us from outside. <laughs> <laughs> he us to, he's sitting us to, he's reading the ingredients. Yeah. He's like, oh, guys, I don't think this is good. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yo, well, yeah. guys, this ain't good at all. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm Sean Bear Flannery. <laughs> and I'm CJ Sullivan. And each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme, though, related to drinking, usually. This week is uh, gambling and all the fun bets that occur it, that are Interwoven with drinking. Yeah, absolutely. Long, when, <laughs> long history, a, a two-team parlay, if you will, <laughs> of the beautiful vices of alcohol and gambling. <laughs> they don't uh, do well separately or mix. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we have that, and we have uh, a guest on today, Kevin Bozeman, longtime friend of the Blackout Diaries. Great, and he's a great perfect, Chicago comic. Perfect for this episode because he's a great drinker and yep. a great gambler. Yes. Great yes. comic as well, and friend, and blah, blah, blah. But more yeah. importantly, he's a great drinker and great gambler. He is. Yeah. And, to, and together, he's going to tell a few of those. Uh, Stories from uh, back. He's in the he's day. Uh, he's a two way player. Yep, absolutely. We uh, yeah. so, and we of course are uh, we have our own expertise in this category. Sean, you actually at one time I know uh, for the kitty of a case of beer jumped out of a moving car. Is that that's correct? absolutely correct? Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about what it would take to get me to jump out of a car while yeah. we were traveling in, and yeah. we were doing like twenty five to thirty miles an hour, and. Um, the way it was told to me is my one buddy goes, uh, I bet you he'd do it for a case. I go, would you do a case? He goes, I'd do a case. And then it just, I was gone. <laughs> no handshake or nothing. No That's handshake. it. That's a bet. Gone. Final words as you pull out of a car. <laughs> and then there was a debate that we weren't going fast enough. Oh that like, God, well, if it's yeah. a case, it's got to be at least 25 miles an hour. So then I had to get back. And I did this first one beautifully. Like I rolled out like stunt man. <laughs> <laughs> like first take, you know. Yeah. And then it's almost like the director's like, ah, oh, we weren't filming. You know, we got to do it again. <laughs> Hate to do it this year, buddy, because I was so flawless. <laughs> but so I did perfect. it again. Yeah. It, it didn't go as well, but uh, I come rolling out. I, I it was okay, and uh, I, we weren't looking. There was just this lady walking her dog that just I scared the hell out of. <laughs> <laughs> we just come around a turn. We're in like the suburbs, you know, in right. suburbia. It's like a midnight. Yeah. <laughs> you come around a turn. I just come rolling out of the car. And then you get back in it and do it again. <laughs> I just get back. <laughs> Not fast enough. Hold on. We got to do a round two. <laughs> hey, lady, you're a witness to this. This is for a case of beer, so no funny business. <laughs> that's but that, I mean, like, we used to do that all the time. Like, that's how you would entertain. You'd be like, yeah. you know, you'd be at the middle of a party, and then somebody would be like, hey, Joe's going to try to jump to the second story of the next building, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you tucked and rolled. You survived it, obviously. Tucked and rolled, survived it, and I got my case of beer. They paid up. 
I mean, they uh, this is this is before you fall off a roof. They got to know who they're dealing with, right? This is before they okay. didn't know my okay. uh, my stuntman like uh, <laughs> expertise yet. <laughs> One of my early success stories at falling. Nice. Um, CJ, you of course, longtime gambler. You've won uh, poker yep. tournaments. Uh-huh. Uh, you have uh, like a lot of you know gambling impressive things, including. You one time cost Kevin Garnett fifty grand. Well, yeah, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I was in Las Vegas. <laughs> I was. This is early Kevin Garnett, early CJ Sullivan yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> he was still had a he had a huge contract. Obviously, he was right at forty. He was on the Timberwolves, but he was a young kid because he came out of high school. No, they used to call him the guy that broke the NBA. You yeah, know that did. they had to change the draft rules after him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, David Falk as well as agent, but uh, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had, he came over, I was playing craps, short, uh, small stakes, craps tables, rolling the dice, like a five, okay. day, like a five dollar day, whatever. Yeah. And he just came over to it and he had like this diamond, he had a t-shirt on, like this huge diamond necklace that's like, hanging down. He, he must've yeah. been like 19. Who knows how old he was, you know, <laughs> probably more than 19, but like 22 or something. And he, and he. <laughs> I swear, he slaps down the table. Everyone just stops when he comes over. He's seven feet tall. They're seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's wearing two million in jewelry. <laughs> right, and he comes over to this common area where we are because he was just walking through basically. And he puts down. And he's got chips, and he goes fifty thousand against the roller, and stares at me. <laughs> And if you know craps, of course, you can bet for the for the roller, which usually people do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to go against the people, the roller, the actual players. But it does allow you to do that. You can be a jerk and go against the roller, and, and you're signing for the house, basically. You've never told me this story. And he stares me right in the face. You know, the whole, the whole table went silent. Like, what? Sure. <laughs> you know? It's... But then before I even before I even rolled, he he picked it up and said, I'm just kidding. And he threw and he threw fifty dollars down on the roller. On the roller. So he picked oh, up the 50, okay. he, he did that to fuck with me and to fuck with the I table. Gotcha. Uh, you know, and it, and yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Then he put down fifty bucks and goes for the roller and I crapped out. He would have won fifty thousand. <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's how I cost him. <laughs> he should have stuck with being the I villain. Know, he that's what he learned later in his career when he moved to Boston. And you give know? me a cut give me a cut, Kevin. I, I can easily crap out for you. That's that was a great bet you made. <laughs> so now you put, guys, yeah, uh, yeah. you just had an election because uh, it's interesting here in Illinois. Online gambling, it's legal. Yeah, it's legal in half and, the country, basically. And it's ubiquitous, you know, mm-hmm. if you follow. But that's every ad, and it is funny. I'm like, you know, there's certain things about my childhood that I didn't re- recognize how were unhealthy everything was because we didn't recognize it yet as a society and you yeah. need to like look back on it but i i'm pretty sure these gambling direct to consumer <laughs> ads where they're like we will give you your first 800 dollars it sickening. cannot be losable it's it, it really is sickening i mean the way the, like it's the way insane. they turn the page to that and we're like uh, it's it's fun and easy for all there is no downside to this yeah. <laughs> it's just fun parlays you know, yeah. It, and um, I love how they it all ends with this gambling uh, uh, um, anonymous, like, if you have a problem, call this number. But their whole ad was about how you have a problem. The, the ad starts with a successful weekend. You've gone to your brother's wedding and you just watched games and place bets. <laughs> right. Nobody noticed. It's like, that's not healthy. Yeah, they, they describe what a gambling problem is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you have it, or if someone you know, if, you know, maybe your bookie has a problem, give him a call and report him. Because money, but yeah. So the proposition lost in California. It's funny because California props, they're so confusing. Every oh year, my God. every year I'm voting for a dialysis machine. I have no idea, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> we have to vote on how dialysis machines work. I don't know why we're in charge of this. But they can show an old lady and say, do you want to kill this old lady? No, I don't. But I also don't know how I can stop that. <laughs> you know? And so they have confusing. And so the online gambling one had two different props. And 26 and 27, and they they both contradicted each other, and both <laughs> yes and no, and like and so the Indian casinos were rallying. They put all their money against online casinos because they would lose money, obviously, because and they wouldn't like, have like as strong a monopoly power, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they don't. You'd have to go to other. And, you could go anywhere, or you could do it from home. Now you could do it from home. Yeah. And that's what they that's what they came out and like this, this, a lot of their ads, I don't know if there was for or against it, like they, this prop wants to make every phone a casino and they, they show the kids. Yeah. I'm like, okay, is that bad or good? I'm not yeah. I'm not really sure. But they put all their money against it and like uh it's funny because it's basically like three companies that control online gambling in in America. It's like DraftKings and like FanDuel and those guys companies, mm-hmm. you know, and they're pretty big. Um and they didn't really know how to combat uh, this messaging at first, because at first it was like, do you want to hurt these Native Americans? And they'll show like a bunch of you know Native yeah. Americans. We're like, no, of course not. They've yeah. been through yeah. enough, you know. But I also want to make some parlays, you know. <laughs> and so, and so they came back with like, well, this is going to help the homeless. Like, how is this going to help? Them? <laughs> I love. Like, how is this going to help the hilarious. fucking homeless? <laughs> Ever, as we all know, the first step to helping any town's homeless problem is right. increasing gambling. You say you don't like those tents? Monday night football bets. That's how it's gonna do it. So to somehow like taxi would have. Then they realized that wasn't gonna work. And then they then, so then they brought their own Native Americans on there, you know, they hired actors. I love this new <laughs> new attempt to just use liberal buzzwords. In in my hometown of Cleveland, there's a there's a big debate right now because the mayor they approved uh, a tax increase for like better uh, services uh-huh. um, for like lawn care and like streets and sand tax increase. Right. And then he he cut the operation where they they vacuum up leaves from the street and now you got to bag them and like that. <laughs> so they just voted. They they all voted and they said we don't want to be in charge of fucking bagging. But the mayor <laughs> cut it anyways. And he goes, they're like, they go, he just goes his announcement. He just said. In an effort to maintain social justice, <laughs> we are moving to bagged leaves. End of quote. Like, yes. What? What does that have to do with social justice? <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. So, yeah, you Californians are crazy. Absolutely. I'm, so it did not work because all the money went against it. Whatever. I mean, it's... it's well, we actually had we had an initiative. Oak, I live in a very liberal area, Oak Park, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. always have these non-binding resolutions as the last thing you vote on. Right, and it basically it'll say things like, "We agree the guns should all be illegal, right?" And <laughs> uh, if we're ever allowed to enact that, we will. <laughs> like just crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Right. But the one thing they had this year that I voted no for was. Uh, we think it should be easier to get amendments onto the ballot so that people can vote. And I was actually thinking of California when I voted yeah. no, because I was like, I don't want to be in charge of people's liver care and dialysis <laughs> machines. And like, there's too many, it's overwhelming what you guys vote on. It's overwhelming. And they give you the book, they give you the, like the guidebooks. Here's a, here's a little test run. Here's some information yeah. about it. And they're all, and they're all like, you know, bigger than the next one. I'm like, well, when's the vote? Well, you, we're not ready. To, we're just trying to ease you into the voting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the it's only like a t- cheesecake factory <laughs> menu or something like that. <laughs> the only time no means yes is uh, California voting. That's yeah. what they try to say. No, the props are, it is a cheesecake menu. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Kevin Bozeman with us. 
All right, we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. I'm CJ Sullivan, along with Sean Flannery, and now we have a special guest, the great, the powerful. I don't know why Joe Rogan always says the powerful. He's a powerful drinking buddy. <laughs> yeah, he is a powerful <laughs> drinking buddy. <laughs> Long time power friend. forward of drinkers. The power forward <laughs> of power drinking. The Maurice Lucas of drinking. <laughs> the enforcer yes. of alcohol. The Tree Williams. The <laughs> wallet. The uh, I think. I think the Portland Trailblazers always had like eight power fours, Kevin Duckworth, and just like just yeah. all the same guys. They were just throw, Cliff like, Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Those Buck 90s Williams. Blazers, I'm talking about. Buck Williams, yeah. The 90s Blazers, the only NBA I acknowledge. But anyway, that voice is Kevin Bozeman, the power forward of power drinking. Fantastic. Fresh off his tour from Canada. Welcome, Kevin. What's up, homeboys? How's Kevin, it going? I don't, I, I don't think I ever called you Kevin before. I just did right now. Right. <laughs> you have the perfect last name, though. Yeah, and yeah you have the perfect drinking buddy last name, too. You're like, because, and your name is almost said like an excuse in Chicago where people will be like, how did last night go? Oh, dude, Bozeman showed up. Bozeman like, showed I, up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't get it's, home till, you know. It starts at Bozeman and it ends in Boozman. Starts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, I know, I know I built up a little bit of a reputation as a drinker. I have, for sure. I mean, there's no getting around it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is, right. this mm-hmm. is all overstated. Like, I, I had a good run. I'm not the drinker I used to be. Not even close. And not, nor do I want to be. Okay, we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a bit, but all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least you keep in this game. The, the, the denial game is still on top. I love that. <laughs> like, like, every, like all good uh, degenerate alcoholics, we, we like to deny things. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. <laughs> hey, as long as we're better than our worst day, we're doing okay. Right. That's what I say. That's why I tell, tell people I'm living my second best life right now. <laughs> All right, let's get into your story right away, Bozeman, because you have a thousand of them, and um, I'm excited to even hear what's going what's going to happen. So this is a this is a curveball. So I we we've all we've all sat around and and got it in, especially like Old Town Ale House, and we we've, we've mm-hmm. gotten our drinking in, and it's true. You guys' podcast is called the Blackout Diaries. Fantastic name. My problem with drinking truly is this: I don't really black out. I That's sadly. Weird. Remember, you remember everything. Yeah. Even if I've tried to block it out, they'd be like, boss, remember we did this last night? And I'd be like, ah, yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, just too bad. <laughs> Don't want to remember it. But here's a story. Here's a curveball. This is a, this is a college story. Before I was even drinking, like back in the day, I used to think I was an athlete, so I would mix. Like I wouldn't drink at all. Like even wine coolers, which was our jam back then. Like... Mm-hmm. I would mix it with Hawaiian punch because wine coolers was like too strong. Wow, that's nice. Bartles and James and Hawaiian For punch. <laughs> For reals. It was just like a fruity little tang. Like it's just, yeah. And then when yes, I started sir. drinking, I went to Kahlua and Creams and just slowly built my way up to <laughs> bourbon neat. It's a slow crawl. <laughs> this story, though, this story really has nothing to do with me. It's a, it's a buddy. College buddy. We bet him up. Five bucks, I think that's important to share. Five bucks that he would not chug a four-fifth liter of Listerine. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, is uh, I think Listerine might be poisonous at that quantity. It Highly. And is it the yeah. 1990s, too? Yes. But make no mistake about it. 
it is rich in alcohol. Yes, I know. It that, is. That's, it just, is. that's that, why I requested the time because like the just the cough syrups. All the me- the medicine cabinets alone back then were different yeah. than they are yeah. now. You know, medicine I mean? cabinet like, alone, you can you can get a good buzz. <laughs> Absolutely, you I mean, can get a good buzz if you snuck into your mom's medicine mm-hmm. cabinet. I mean, that right? was the famous Kitty Dukakis story. If you remember that, uh, you know. Um, she was the first lady, right? Or, right. well, a candidate, and she got out of Betty Ford, and they're like, well, we forgot to clean out the medicine cabinet. You know, <laughs> she's like, she yeah. got drunk off the medicine cabinet, you know? Yeah. The first time I knew, I heard about it was an episode of Good Times where yeah. little Michael had the little cough syrup, and they was like, ooh, yeah. this is tasty. And then next thing you know, Michael was drunk, and they was like, what the? <laughs> James Evans lost his shit. Yeah, he did. Michael played a fun drunk too. Remember, yeah, like hiccup, really old timey drunk. He threw <laughs> yeah, in there. It was, it was that, that was his episode to shine. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yo, Mike, we give you call, sir. You, you do you. Yep. You do you. Yeah. You, no more dynamites. Just <laughs> straight call, sir. Throw some hiccups in. Whatever you want to do. So anyway, it's five bucks. We give mm-hmm. him this listerine. He chugs half of it, and then he chugs the other half. Oh, and. Almost instantly, almost instantly, he hits him, and he's sitting in a. We're in a dorm, so he's sitting in a. We're all outside the the stall as he's sitting on the toilet, reading the ingredients to us from outside. <laughs> <laughs> he sits. He's sitting us. He's reading the ingredients. Yeah. He's like, oh, guys, I don't think this is good. <laughs> 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 We're like, yo, well, yeah, guys, this ain't good at all. But he's like, I, you know, we we ponied up, not five dollars a person, five dollars, right? <laughs> That's pizza money. So he barely wipes his ass, and he's stumbling. We get him into his room, and he starts to like pass out, and then he wakes up. My guy, if you saw. Like all the old horror movies, the projectile vomiting. (laughs) I am telling you, I have never seen a throw up like this. It came out hard and it shot like 10 feet, like up against the wall. Just brown. Like a water main. Just brown. Just like, you know, those, like all the the hacky movies that you see where they drink and then they're fine. And then mm-hmm. they, they like, this is 40-something. You see, mm-hmm. you know, him throw up, and you see the exorcist throw up. Right. It came out hard like that, and he oh. shot it like it was like a Art Deco. He was just like, let me get this wall. <laughs> let me get this wall. Let me get this wall. He's throwing up everywhere. Uh-oh. We're all, all like, over your duck. All over your Ron Harper posters. Fucks everybody up. <laughs> right? And he's passed out drunk, and he is, like, done for. Done for, <laughs> done for. We got to call the paramedics. But we didn't call the paramedics first because, you know, we're all worried we're going to get expelled. So uh, he throws up everywhere. We get him down to his underwear, and he comes through, and he's calling up every girl he knows. (laughs) He's going through all the stages within, like, 30 minutes. That's kind of great. It happened quick. He's calling up every girl. Scared. you know what? I feel a little better now. And he passed is out to are you up? He is whatever, whatever good quality they have. He is right. letting them know. Mm-hmm. Calls this girl Martha. Martha, come down here to our room. Don't forget to bring your big titties. 
Shit like that. <laughs> just stuff like that. Mind you. I got He's just in underwear. And at this point, <laughs> he grabs his motorcycle helmet and he puts on his motorcycle helmet and he's on the phone calling all these girls just in underwear and a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Inviting everyone, anybody that would come to the room. Mm. People would come. People would be like, what's that smell? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, was the wall I'm clean out. at this point? Or was it just no, was it left was as no, is? I mean, you know, basic stuff, but it's right. like you're not... Like yeah. we, the place needs to be quarantined <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so he's <laughs> passed out. At this point, we know we have to call paramedics. Mm-hmm. Police comes, police comes, and he's in his helmet and underwear. <laughs> and they walk in, they're like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What, co- what, what college did you go to? Wisconsin Whitewater. <laughs> I, love, I love how you allowed him to strike out a few times with some girls before you call paramedics. You got to You got to let them shoot their shot. Right, let, yeah. I mean, you know, you let them maybe shoot some girls shot. are into that. Got a belly full of Listerine. Come on over. Without missing a beat, the cops come in. They're like, what the fuck has happened? And he was like, thank God, officers, you're here just in time. <laughs> And he flips up his visor on his motorcycle helmet and goes, would you like to see my Godzilla impression? <laughs> he starts going, We're grossed out and in hysterics. The right. cops are laughing. Oh, yeah. And they how, how can I take him to the hospital, have to call his parents up. And they was like, you know, you guys are laughing and stuff, but. You know, people have died. We we're lucky there wasn't a whole thing that he drank because everyone who drinks a whole thing has died. Well, uh, that's why we had, oh, that's why we only had 80%. I mean, of course, it's science. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. It's and of course, like, you, you're never going to live that story down, but he survived. Like, that's like, I've, to this day, I don't, I don't know if I've seen anyone that drunk in the history. And that's, mm. I mean, like, that's in the history drunk. of, Right of of being a, and I have been I mean I'm a comic and I've in a quick around. window too that's what it seems like in a quick window it happened like bop, right. bop 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 almost dead like he he was unconscious <laughs> and, and then, woke up and then rose he sh- and now he's in the he started he started shooting he's the shot. doing Godzilla booty calls <laughs> woke up did booty calls yeah passed out again. It's like this in and out of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me the phone. Give me the phone. And of course, like we give him the phone. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, if we're homies. <laughs> we're homies. We wouldn't be like, no, 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 right. no, no. You've done enough damage. And so, of course, we I mean we were afraid. Like, we thought like this was the end. Like, we're all done for. And he just went. And we were, none of us got in trouble. But he, you know, he got on some probation. Like you know, probation in a dorm room. Right. He's white. He's a white dude, so they weren't gonna really expel him. <laughs> Did he have uh, in the nineties? Just a stern warning. Yeah, especially in Wisconsin too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you've barely... learned your you've learned your lesson, we right? Hope. Like we said, DUI is just like a civil offense. I think almost. Yeah, it's, right. even, it's just like a parking ticket. Yeah. So um, yeah. What was he like the next day? He probably didn't have any recollection. Oh, he of spent this, the night he? in the hospital, and we didn't. Yeah, we didn't see him for. A couple of days, he went home you know, mm-hmm. to get his life together. <laughs> you gotta, 
I don't care how old you are. If you slam a whole thing of Listerine, and mind you, not poor. Mind, right. mind you, I shared with you, he had a motorcycle helmet. He had a motorcycle. Yeah. His family comes from money. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? He's got, he wasn't. He's got five he was more just, dollars to add to that yeah. wealth, though. Yeah. <laughs> So we see him for a couple of days, and you know it was, it was shameful, and you know we razzed him a little bit, but he bounced back, contributed member, graduated, contributed member beautiful. to society. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I like oh, how man. the hospital stay was more like more of just get your act because the stomach was already pumped. You pumped just, that against the yeah. You pumped that against the wall. Now it's just yeah, like, dude, let's just, just get a you steady, steady stream of IVs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you know, let's get let's get you back to the living. But yeah, he was. They were. They were. Sure to mention to everyone how close to death he was. <laughs> and we're like, we, we get it. Like, if we, saw, it, right. if we saw actual someone dying, that's how I would call it. I'd be like, look, it's probably going to happen <laughs> quick. Uh, he's going to throw up like we've never seen him throw up before. <laughs> and he's just going to pass out. And before, like, you know, they say when people die... Right before they die, they get like well. They like if even if people are on their deathbed or whatever. Right before yeah. they die, they get like this energy and they get like this last meal. Mm-hmm. They're happy and they talk it up and then bam. And so his was like, I'm shooting my shot to these girls. Yes, and in the end, Godzilla. all the things that I Godzilla wanted to say. Impression. Fantastic. Because well, he used to do a killer Godzilla. That was it. <laughs> it wasn't the first time we've seen this Godzilla. This Obviously is like not. his. No, sure. This you're is like gonna, his. You're not going to hey, try, the, guys, new, you're not gonna try the new stuff on the paramedics. You're going to bring out the A material. I like that about some college campuses where it does seem like they have the right police chief who's hiring the right kind of cops, you know, like where he's like, listen, these are the kind of calls you're going to get yeah. here. All right. And like the cops are just laughing. <laughs> it's just maintenance. It's not really yeah. policing. Right. It's just yeah. maintenance. It's just making sure how do we get to the next day? Let's roll over <laughs> and get to the next day. They're not there to serve and protect. They're just mm-hmm. there to move the day forward. <laughs> and they did, I, like I, mean, how, I think they did a solid job. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great story. I like how it was over a $5 bet in Kevin Bozeman. You are uh, gambling, little... even gambling <laughs> yep. back then. <laughs> absolutely. We go back way back with the gambling as well. <laughs> Do you have any other? Uh, you have to have some drinking gambling stories on your own where you uh, did, even for a personal, do you go more to the personal prop bets like that of nature? I think so we, we usually bet on anything that usually comes. Usually we're in sports betting, but uh, yeah, just the life of good old-fashioned drinking betting, I think, usually comes up sometimes. You know, I don't, like, when it comes to that, like, it's always, I'm always in the background. Like, people, yeah. for whatever reason, like, people don't fuck with me when it comes to drinking. Because, like, I think when before I get to that <laughs> point, all the people that I'm drinking with are already right. toast. Well, you like to fly. Yeah. Yeah, already- that's true. <laughs> yeah. I've already put yeah. them to bed. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I didn't get to that point, you guys. <laughs> well, you like to flex your drinking as well. Obviously, you say you're saying with your reputation. Um, I do bring up that story when we did the weekend, the weekend at Zane. We did a week at Zanies together. A week at Zanies. And this was prime. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Sullivan. This was every night we walked into the bar and the fucking wrestling steel cages just dropped down. <laughs> like, I mean, this was quite a two man show, me is, and Bozeman. This and, was yeah, Hulk Hogan drinking. versus Andre the Giant. <laughs> but For, we paced our, we did pace ourselves a bit 
we're like, uh, listen, because this was like a Zany's week too, where you have like eight shows, you know, like Tuesday, some, no yeah. nine Tuesday, no. Tuesday through yeah, Sunday. Tuesday, you're right. Tuesday, three shows Saturday, and yeah, we would get it in every night, but it was that Sunday night. It was the uh-huh. last Sunday night show that no yeah. one wants to be a part of. If you do right. three shows on Saturday, you're not looking to bounce back <laughs> on a Sunday. You just yeah, want to just right. And we, we we told ourselves all the week, like what's you know Saturday we'll get after after the third one and you know the Sunday whatever like but we're, let's pace ourselves you know and we still have drinks but like we it was so there was a lot of momentum building up to it a lot of anticipation building <laughs> yeah. up to this week of the weekend <laughs> I sadly started while I was working <laughs> on stage and I don't know wait what would you say what what like I think we I think there's a picture somewhere. There's a, a picture on stage. It was so of, good. Of all I te- the shot glasses. Right. So he's getting. We were just doing Patron shots, but he's doing them in rocks glasses, and he's ha- he has them on the stool on stage, and he's stacking them up. He's ordering them to bring them up on stage, and he's stacking them up. And so eventually, there's like 16 of them up there, and it looks like a Jenga tower, and it's like wa- and it's like wobbling, you know, it's like wobbling. And, and the front row, of that audience, you know, it's it's right on top of you, and it's going in there. And Kevin's a t- Bozeman's so tall. He's got his arms up on like you know how that stage is kind of small up like, on the on that like railing yeah. above. So he's and now his whole body's leaning into the front row of the crowd and it's wobbling in <laughs> and with with the uh, sixteen leading tower yeah. piece of glasses and they're and trying like, to get me off stage too by the way right and, I and refuse. you were, and you were like I'm trying you were <laughs> you were Martin like a, was uh, the manager then. Yeah, you were like Martin a tiger. The there, you were like a tiger. Yeah. There trying to wrangle, like in a cage, and like anyone who came near you would snap at him. Okay, okay, he's not ready yet. He's not ready. You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Audience, just be calm. Right. No sudden movement. No camera flash. Yeah, everyone, not, everyone, I'm, everyone had to see how this story ended. I'm not like, lying. I got like on. They would get on the God mic too. Like, okay, Kevin, and I was yelling, at Martin. I was like, Martin, you think this show's over? This show yeah. will never be over. <laughs> and Martin was hiding behind a curtain on the side of the wall, and you can see his body coming out of the curtain. You know, and you're like, I see you, I see you. You're curtain on the side. Don't, don't you think you're hiding from me? Why don't you book me at Rosemont? He's yelling. <laughs> he's yelling into the microphone. Why don't you book me at Rosemont? I'm like, oh my god. I start taking pictures. I'm sending to our friends. I sent them to Hannibal. Hannibal like, came down for it. I think because I gotta yeah, see. Okay, I gotta yeah, right. see this. Right. It was like <laughs> Hannibal, Pat McGann, like everybody. Right. It was just yeah. like, yeah, this is this is the meltdown we've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when it, at one point I'm referencing Batman, right mm-hmm. on Wacker Drive or something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm the Dark Knight. Were you telling you the story from the, the night? Yeah, were you telling the story from the night before the drive? Was that what it was with the bat, with the Batman? I don't know what it was. Somehow that late Saturday and Sunday got into mel- melted into each other, where it went from the tequila glasses into the old town. Was the old town alehouse that night or the night before? I'm trying to think. The old town alehouse was no. It was that night. It was that night after the whole shot debacle. We okay. went and. Continued on we the alehouse. What you do? The alehouse, <laughs> right. of course. Why, why would you waste a perfectly good buzz? Like, and, and, and buzz is a soft word at this point. It's a super soft word, but for functionality, it was a buzz. We went there, and it's three thirty, four in the morning, mm-hmm. still drinking, and then everybody's drunk, pissed drunk, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going home. Yeah, he's going back to the suburbs. Like, I'm driving back to the suburbs, and everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. 
Yeah. CJ. They send right. CJ. They send me out there. CJ. CJ. <laughs> please, please go talk to Bozeman. And we get outside and I'm about to walk away. It's like, yeah, I was like, yo, man, great week. He's like, Bozeman, you uh you good to drive? I was like, yeah, man, I'm fine. <laughs> and then CJ goes, Yeah, he says he's good. He's good. That was it. <laughs> Like clapped up. And He's like, good. What was the problem? Did you guys not What's ask him? Was that the problem? You- <laughs> He's good. What are we? What are we even? What are we doing? He said he good. And then uh, and then I on- drove home. Right, and then you did one of my favorite things, and that's you get angry at me for the rest of the week. You wouldn't speak to me for a week. What the fuck were you doing? Let me drive like that. <laughs> <laughs> He said, here I go, what am I going to do? Hop in? Like, I don't know. I can't stop you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had some words where I was like, dude, don't yeah. you ever let me right. drive like that again. <laughs> the fucking tower and Jenga shots are hanging there all mine. I th- and then I we think, go and then what? we drink. We get to the alehouse and we drink like we just got there and hadn't had anything to drink. It's funny and because we just <laughs> double down on it. It's funny because there were pictures of it, and I think, and I actually think, thinking back now, I deleted those pictures after you went driving. I'm like, well, I, sh- I shouldn't have this evidence on my phone. Yeah, I something bad happens. I should not have this. Yeah, this will be pretty bad. Did you know he was bad? Oh, wait a minute. Here's the last picture on your phone. <laughs> here's a, here's another here's another fun here's another fun uh, drinking story. This is about my pal CJ. Uh huh. We me. Him and Hannibal were in Columbia, Missouri. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm, I'm like CJ. You're in the suburbs. I'm driving. Just take the metro train. Just take the metro train, and we'll roll up together. We roll up together. Everything's fine. We do a weekend there. We get shit drunk, and I want to leave and get back at a decent hour because it's it's a solid seven six and a half hour drive. Can't get a hold of CJ at all. We got people knocking on his door. Yeah. This dude is passed out. And he gets in my car, and I mean, it's they call quite sec- boozy. You, you skipped calling hotel security to get me out of there, by the way. Well, buddy, <laughs> listen, I don't want to put all your business out there. <laughs> so, I let, you, I let you tell. I let right. you tell what needs to be told. I, I need you to wake him up. Or tell me he's dead. <laughs> and then but I got to go. Either way, I got to go. Either way, I got to go. Bus and I know, I know checkout time is 11. Right. So either, whatever it is, finally comes stumbling out. He, he demands food. He demands food. And we're there. And he has drunk the whole time. Not in good shape. Passing out. In and out. And we're driving. And I'm like, all right, man, I got to drop you off. He's like, no, let's go. Let's go into the city and do a do a set. And I was like, dude, fuck. No. First of all, fuck you. Right. Second of all, fuck no. Bozeman. Oh, you go, it's gonna be like that, Bozeman? He's I only, yeah, I only angry. I'm only allowing this story because of how unbearable I was. I'm like, like, yo, oh, man, you got your repercussions. I, we're rolling up. Here's the Metro train schedule. There's a nice little bowling alley. Go in, get yourself a cocktail. But I got a family. 
It was a blizzard. All right, true. It, it was not great, and he, he gets out and he's pissed. It was a blizzard, by the way, too. You did. It was. It was. It was a snow. It was a snow blizzard. And the then uh, he's and he's he's razzing me like he's texting me. He's like, "Bullshit, where you dropped me off at? This place is horrible. There's no fun here. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. You're not going to drive all the way another 45 minutes into town and drop him off, and then drive 45 minutes back after I dealt with drunken CJ six and a half hours, passing out, snoring, waking up and acting like he wasn't asleep. Yeah, yo, this game. It's a good game. Good game. We had, uh, that was a fun, before that, it wasn't And fun then weekend. two days later, he goes, he goes, I text, he goes, yeah, man, I just want to apologize for my behavior. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, uh, actually, that bowling alley wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Actually, the guy was. I made some friends, actually, that night. There. Because it actually wasn't that bad. It was a pleasant ride home. You know, my Starting bad. a weekly Sorry. showcase there thanks now. For, yeah. thanks, right. thanks for driving. Thanks I had for to do driving. Some, I had to do some work back in Bozeman's mind to get back at his graces. He, he, he would always give me a level. All right, CJ, you're here with me now. You were down here. But now you've been, you know, you've been working back, and now you're back up here. I'm ready to go back to Listen, work with you. I, I always, because we have, him and I have so much, him and I have so much in common. Yeah. Like if you think about it, we're both degenerate gamblers and we were both, we used to be degenerate drinkers. He's since Mm -hmm. grown since then, (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) He since has grown since then. I've sidestepped. I wouldn't say I've grown. Yeah. I've just just talked to the side and said, I'm just avoiding things now. Yeah. And it's right. I'm not going forward. I'm just avoiding things to the side. We were in LA and smoking cigars. And speaking of, how was that cigar that I gave you? Pretty good. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Bozeman always Uh, loves a good cigar. Cigars. So, so smoke cigars, and I'm drinking, and we go eat, drink, hanging out at the county club. This dude, club soda, which is hard. Whatever which is, is which is which is not which is like Chicago. Obviously, is a hard task for sobriety. And then when Bozeman visits your town, it's even <laughs> it's, it's like, like Chicago coming yeah, to it's your like town. Chicago visiting. Like, all right, let's see if I can let's see, let's if, I can see if I can pass this the <laughs> yeah, final the. The final stage of Donkey Kong, yeah. just right, let's like see if I can nothing but barrels dropping. A, let's see if I can host Chicago for a weekend. <laughs> every single night we went out, we went out like three or four nights in a row, and every single night Bozo would start off with a drink. Okay, but I got a soft out at midnight, so I'll take this. <laughs> and like this is four yeah. hours in advance. I'm like, yeah, I think you can make the midnight. I'm just saying. <laughs> I go drink. by midnight. I'm right, gone. I promise you. I have an out. I at midnight. promise you. And Listen, you, still when it, you know when it was? It was during March Madness. So games were starting at, in L.A., they started like 9 in the morning. So I'm sitting there, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and then uh, tequila shot, and then it's just bourbon from there on. And we're going from bar to bar. We're hanging out a buddy who should remain nameless, wanted to take us to his place. And then (laughs) go to his place for drinks. We're like, I feel it. He's like, it's on the way. I was just like, man, I got it. I got it. I don't know a lot about on the ways in L.A., but I know it's not 40 minutes out of the way (laughs) to say that it's on the way. We go there, we drink, right? And we go to the bar, and then everyone fucking is showing up. What are we, like 12 deep? It, like the, it was you. From, it was you. It was. It was. A, it was a flex that only like you could pull off, or anyone visiting can pull off. Bo's been visiting where where people are like, where is he? All right, fine. Fuck. I'll drive to Santa, Santa Monica Barbara. and go to Jameson's or whatever. Miss, I'll meet Bozeman in the middle of the afternoon. Like, people are because I'd be telling people, and I, and I, like I'd be like texting people, and I have to get like a couple like, really? He's like, yes, this is where we're at. What the <laughs> fuck? Who chose? Listen, I have no control over this. All right, we're, we're like, here. Do, yeah. just know that. Soft midnight, 
This yeah, kid is so, out. Yeah, you got to get in there before this soft midnight. Six hours in advance. This kid is out. And I think I had a show that night, too. And I was just like, oh, Of course you did, yes. I don't know. Like, it was, got to a point I was like, I don't have time to change. I just got to show up in this 8 a.m. NCAA March Madness outfit. <laughs> I do remember. We were, window, we, were, we were window shopping for suits. I could, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I told you I know black. I do remember that. Yeah, I was like, like, "Oh shit!" Six, six I got at the point. I'm I'm sitting there drinking. My pants are half falling down. Nate Craig's taking snapshots of my ass, and he's got his thumb <laughs> right. like yeah. right there. This photo. I was like, "Ah, yeah, yeah." And then he posted it, and I just I just fucking retweeted it. I'm like, I'm not running from this. No, it was great. It was I'm not running photo. from this. And so, then yeah. you're, you know, I'm gonna go look for an outfit. Like, okay, I could look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah trying to find it's a, a nice show outfit here <laughs> on Main Street, <laughs> Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, uh, this t-shirt, for... jeans. Yeah. Oh, that's seven hundred and twenty-three dollars, sir. I yeah, was like, you know what? I was gonna keep these sweats on and trust right. Jesus. Yeah. Do you have a power forward warm-up suit? Maybe. <laughs> 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 Your extra larges are small. In Chicago, sir. Do you have anything in a Bison Daylight collection? Maybe. <laughs> <I guess? laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good stuff. Yeah. So there you have oh, it. Oh man. Uh, that's that's great, us Kevin. in a nutshell. That was a beautiful Kevin Bozeman. Now I know you have the Ball Hog podcast, which you do solo, which I have admirable respect for. For anyone who knows solo uh, into a microphone, uh, where can you hear that at? By the way, Ball Hog podcast. You can stream it wherever you get. Mm-hmm. Wherever you get podcasts. Anywhere the pods are told like that. Yeah, you know what? You just I would say obviously the, the easiest way is just to go to, to Apple and then podcast and then subscribe. But if you don't have that, you can go to Google, whatever. Sure. You just got listen, you just gotta you just gotta want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the reality of it. If you want my podcast, you'll get my podcast. Yeah. If you don't want my podcast, you'll be like, I can't find it, right? And, then, and I'm good either way. But if you want it, you'll get That's the hilarious. podcast. You Anybody gotta know? Want it. You got to want, want it inside. You got to yes. want it. Like, if you want it, you'll get the podcast. Nobody's just like, I really want to listen to your podcast, but I can't find it. Like, right. all right, okay. okay. I get it. <laughs> What about uh, what about your dates? So they need they, they got to want the, that they, that thing you can give to them, the ladies. Yeah, that. Like, uh, so I've taken a little took a little bit of a of a break to build mm-hmm. up, but and for all my Chicago peeps and Flannery, stop fucking around. You know I'm hosting uh, all the way through the end of the year on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, depending. I'm hosting uh, New Material Night at Rosemont. They find I finally got. Mm. Oh, I'll come by. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays are good. Tuesdays for me, and man. Wednesdays. Tuesdays Wednesday. and Wednesdays. Did you do it last Wednesdays night? are bad, but Tuesdays I can do. Yeah, I so I got I got. Tuesday, the November eighth, and I got a couple of Tuesdays in December. And if it's not Tuesday, it's on Wednesday. Just hit me I'll up. I'll see you and in it's December, new man. Material, yeah. and then uh, otherwise, uh, I got Cincinnati. I have my Madison Thanksgiving Eve show, which I think is sold out. Uh, Rockford, oh, Illinois. That's um, always the greatest show of the year, by the way. If no one's ever been to Bozeman's, yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve show, show in Madison. Yeah, he has people helicopter in for that shit sometimes. Yeah, people have done some amazing <laughs> things with the and 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 it's and it's just good friends because yeah, the pay course. is not worth no like no. it's gonna it's, but the it's booze a break is top eating. shelf but the booze is top shelf always the booze is top shelf and the fun is mm-hmm. off the charts uh, and then uh, I got I got Phoenix I got uh, Cleveland I just. You know, KevinBozeman.com. Can, can they find him? That's what I'm asking. Kevin Bozeman. That's what I want. Com. I don't want the whole fucking litany menu has of your goddamn dates. All my tour dates. Just say the website, will you? Got like. it. Got it. <laughs> KevinBozeman.com. Believe in it. Click I your Nikes it. three times and I'll show up. 
Yep. And if you want that podcast, <laughs> you can get it. You know where yeah, to get it. You got. You got to want it. You just got to want it. You got to look within yourself first, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some soul searching. <laughs> All right, Bozeman. Thanks for joining us up on the Blackout Diaries. We'll be right back after this. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery and CJ Sullivan. That was Kevin Bozeman, hilarious comedian. We've been talking about betting here today. Uh, CJ, I was reading up. uh, We just had a guy outside of Chicago here to our casino. Mm Mm-hmm. A, uh, a millionaire Kentucky real estate developer because they got him super drunk and he yeah. kept taking out loans like twenty five grand loans and and they he found his bank statement he was taking out loans like yeah. at the top of every hour drunk out of his mind and he sued him to get it back and I was I remember you telling me like that there's a history of this and at one point like your own Philadelphia Eagles were owned by a guy who yes. tried to I think he sued every casino in Atlantic City L- or something Leonard Toast he did he sued yeah. all of Atlantic City this happens a lot more than you would think gamblers suing the casino saying mm-hmm. how could you do this to me how could you take well, my money well it is interesting because like bars aren't allowed to do that with drivers right, right. like you can't just like if a person's intoxicated, you have to stop serving them. Yeah. They, I, they call them like dram laws, I think, or something like that. But sure. It, I don't know if casinos have to do that. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's a dicey situation. I'm always vote. I'm, we're, we're always rooting for the, for the gambler to win for the windows lawsuits, but it also does set a, set a bad precedent. And so I can see yeah. why they don't, they usually don't win. Leonard Toast yeah. of, uh, yeah, one of heroes of mine. I always wanted to write his, uh, Script of his life. He owned the Philadelphia Eagles. He owned a football team and mm-hmm. lost it all gambling, which says it, <laughs> which is pretty not pretty pretty tough to do. And I can see why he's still at Atlantic City. He's done a lot yeah. of great things. He started. Uh, I should say before we talk shit on him, he started the Ronald McDonald House, one of the greatest charities in the country, which is houses for um, oh, for sick kids. Yeah, sick kids and families get to stay there while they're having yeah. cancer surgery and stuff like that. So he's a, he's a great guy. Everyone loved him. That's the thing about Leonard Toast. Yeah, Everyone, I heard it. I, I was the life of the party. Everyone loved it. I mean, his life seems amazing. He had six wives, I think, or something yeah, like that. He's yeah, he's so funny. And like even like late, like and he lost all his money. And everyone and he had to he had to sell his team to Norman Bremen, who everyone hated. Who was like this French art dealer, like just awful. And like there's a story where um, he was having dinner, Leonard Toast inside. And it was raining outside. Norman Bremen was ready to take a seat, and he and he kept giving the the host like a hundred dollar bill to keep him out in the rain, keep him waiting. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like finally after 40 minutes, he goes, I can't hold him back anymore. Like he's screaming at me like, I'm going to get fired. He's like, all right, that's fine. But and he went to pay he's like, $1,500 just to keep it was well worth it as he passed him by just to keep him a millionaire in the raid. Well, these trials are hilarious because mm-hmm. I was reading a little bit about that Eagles owners trial. And um, so I got, you know, he was a gamble. He was like, I'm an alcoholic and a gambling addict. Yeah, yep, And he would play, he would go to these casinos he would play seven simultaneous hands of blackjack. <laughs> yeah, good place. All at course, 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess whenever he got a 20, he would split it into new 20 grand um, games. He yeah, would, he would. He, he was aggressive, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Completely aggressive player. Literally but, the, the definition of how <laughs> playing like money doesn't mean a thing to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, they were detailing the trial and they're like, like he has a like his witnesses are like he called like these waitresses and they're like oh oh no yeah yo I was told if his cup ever ran out of scotch I would be fired <laughs> he had an like I guess they gave yeah. him an engraved cup that they right. kept there for him <laughs> and I was told to keep it filled to the rim with scotch like I did not leave his table <laughs> you know 
And then she would just be like, he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like, he has zero discipline. He cannot stop. And I just love the lawyers. Like, that went well. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing in Atlantic City. Side, side note, there was a story when Alan Iverson also lost a ton of money in Atlantic City. Just Atlantic City in general. And one time he, he, I mean, he went to the bathroom in a garbage can, like, on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. t- took a piss in there or something. And, and some new pit boss tried to, tried to kick him out. And they fired this pit boss on the spot. Like, you do not <laughs> kick Alan Iverson out regardless. Regardless, that's his bath. Yeah. If he wants to go in the bathroom, that trash that's his bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they talked. I mean, they basically talked about how, like, uh, the casino did the, all that for him. And right. then, but then the casino would have its own witnesses, which would be dealers and pit bosses, uh-huh. and they'd be like, uh, "What was the guy's name again?" This Len owner? Toast, Leonard Toast. They're like Leonard Toast. In my thirty <laughs> years of gambling. Is the most incompetent player I've ever seen. In my life. And they were just like, just he's an idiot. He's an aggressive idiot. You know. Like, so he's sitting in that trial, hearing it from both ends. The worst hangover of all time. Oh God. Yes, I remember that day. I lost four point eight million. It's because you're a lush. No, it's because you're a moron. Yeah, I know. Just all your faults. You know. Fighting over which collection of faults should win this right. trial, you know? <laughs> he, oh man! I remember, I remember he was a, he was a straight up addict. Obviously, and there was one thing. They, they, a late interview before he passed. In the end, he's like, uh, "If I was to give you like a hundred million dollars, what would you do right now? Think he's going to rebuild his? Like, oh, God, I'd, he's like, I'd run, I'd run a boat, I'd run a yacht to go to the French Riviera. Of course, immediately it'd be gone in two weeks. It's like, why do you have? It? Like, okay." <laughs> Just, just, it's just a science experiment, really. Just to test it. <laughs> and he get, but his eyes like lit up. Like, yeah, that's the whole point of it. Like, do you have it? Like, no, I'm a reporter. But that is that story. Uh, that is kind of like that gamblers. Uh, they have that magic. They when they know, you know, when you're drunk and they know what happens. Like, oh god, this is. What are you doing this to me for? You know, you know that I'm gonna. Do you know that I'm powerless over this? Yeah. Why are yeah. you doing it? You know and. Uh, it's not easy to keep that poker face on in the casino, mm-hmm. especially celebrities. I have a, uh, I'll tell. I've told this before, but it's a fun story with about involving Kenny Rogers, the You've gambler. You've never told it on this podcast, yeah. Not at this all. Is a great story, yeah. The because ga- he is the gambler, Kenny mm-hmm. Rogers, of course. And um, this was at Caesars in Las Vegas. R.I.P. to Kenny Rogers. Um, told this, and I was not directly there, but Ken Madsen was there, our old manager mm-hmm. and my yep. own brother-in-law. Um, he was friends with Kenny Rogers' kid as well, mm-hmm. you know, and it was and he managed him too, I think, for a while. Yeah. And so they were in the casino. It was just a couple of them. It was Kenny Rogers' kid, Ken, and like two other people, whatever. Anyway, Kenny Rogers is gambling, uh, playing blackjack, as it were, and a big group circling around him. He's not in a private mm-hmm. room, you know, but he's at the big stakes. So, but yeah, you know, it's Kenny Rogers, so people like <laughs> of course, around. yeah, the gambler. He's the goddamn gambler. Of course, yeah. you're gonna cheer it on and, <clears throat> and railbird him, if you will, as they say. <laughs> And uh, so he's gambling. He's not doing great, but he it comes up in the end where he he split like a big hand. It was like splitting eights or something. And he had like it was like forty thousand on each. It kept bigging up. Where like this is it? It's all going in on this one. Yeah. It was a big hand, you know. And uh, it was like split up into three or something like that. And so everyone's like Chandler, Kenny, Kenny, you know, they're hoping for it. And then uh, he busted out. The dealer got twenty one or something like that. And it was like. Oh, he lost all three. Got, got cleared out of all the money, you know. And everyone's like, oh, God, you know. And Kenny turned around and to the crowd. It was a crowd of like, you know, 50 people. He goes, that's all right, folks. Sometimes you just got to know when to walk away. And everyone's like, yeah. 
He lives the song, man. He does it, you know. Kenny, and they start chanting Kenny, and they're and they're walking away towards the elevator. And they're following him. Can say they're following Kenny Rogers and Kenny, these guys to the elevator, going Kenny, Kenny, you did it, Kenny. And he waves to him. He's in the elevator, and as the doors are shutting, he's waving to the crowd. And you see the door shutting. He goes Kenny, Kenny. Then the door shut, and as soon as the door shut, there's like a beat of silence, and Kenny Rogers just goes off and goes motherfucker, and like takes the fire hydrant off the elevator, starts trashing the elevator out of anger <laughs> after holding such a poker face how it didn't phase him. He just lost like you know. That's awesome. One hundred twenty thousand. I love the. Secu- I would love to be the security guys there watching. Is that is that, oh. is that Kenny Rogers ripping apart our elevator here? <laughs> <laughs> What can we do? He's the gambler. That's how he does it. <laughs> Better to do it behind closed doors. Yeah. What are you going to What are you going to do? With that? Oh man. But yeah, that's What's... just the mentality of the gamblers. Norm McDonald. I think. Uh, I think you were talking about that. Just uh, hell. You were saying the action is the juice with that. Oh Not yeah, I couldn't. You know, you used to hang out with a you know tons of mm-hmm. uh, gamblers and. Um, Sometimes I would meet up with you and your gambling, your poker buddies, right. and it would just be insane how, like, we'd be at a table, and somebody would go to me, like, they'd have, like, the receipt from the bar, and they'd line up to shoot it in the wasteback, and they'd turn to me, and they'd just be like, 7,000 says I, I make this shot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, are we, yes or no? And I'm like, I'm... I'm a stand-up. Con- I'm not betting you seven thousand for. Th- I don't know who you are. Like no, right. you know. And then he'd shoot it and miss. Okay, I owe you seven fourteen thousand. Like, listen, I'm not, we're not doing any bets. It's okay. All right, I owe you yeah. fourteen. You sure? Oh, what do you need? I'll come by and wash. Yeah, like I'll wash were- your car. What do you need? <laughs> just like the how normal it was right. for them to just be constantly exchanging huge sums of money between each other. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. With all my poker buddies, all the degenerate gamblers, it was like, it's just constant prop bets. Cause, and it is. It doesn't really matter uh, about the money. I mean, the money does motivate. That's, they they, they want to... There's an old saying, you bet enough to make you nervous in order it's not a bet, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then the action is the juice, like you said, with the props. Um, you're talking about a guy, Kevin Mewson, who lives in Las Vegas. And all the, yeah, who's done the Blackout Diaries. Done the Blackout Diaries, the guy on the show. Very funny guy. Big fun Kev, we call him. Um, he's a bigger gentleman. I say that because uh, he once did a prop bet, one of the f- my famous prop bets in our gambling scene. Uh, World Cup is coming up, and every time, yeah. every time soccer comes up on TV, usually World Cup times when we pay attention every four years. Yeah. So I'm sure it was one of those World Cups, and then like – uh, one of the fun things we, you learn about soccer is like it's, it's it's impossible to score until there's a shootout or a penalty <laughs> shot, yeah. and then it's a layup drill. Then nothing, they can do nothing but score, you know. So we like making fun of that. And he was just saying how easy he goes. I could kick. You know, I could kick. I always thought that nine yeah. out of ten, no problem. Penalty kicks. I think he said <laughs> started off with. And we're like, what? Thousand dollars <laughs> says you cannot immediate like that. Immediate thousand dollar bet. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the negotiations started happening. Okay, you, it's kind of like how you talk. You say you say something outlandish to get their attention, then yeah. they call you out on it. Then you negotiate. All right, well, okay. not, nine's a bit much. Right. <laughs> Who's going to be the goalie? Okay, whoever calls the goalie. It's, it's uh, um, who was Chris Kim was the was the guy who was the goalie. He uh, I don't think he ever played soccer, but you know he's a normal normal enough athlete. He figures he yeah. he's also figuring how hard can it be to stop a goal. <laughs> 
<laughs> coming from. So it's two yeah. professional poker players exactly. reasoning that they can play against each other. Yeah. Playing against each other in soccer. So now we came okay. to terms. And I think the what I think the, the pot went out to be like 2,500 was the bet. And okay. that's not even including the side bets. Between the, once it's mm-hmm. spread between the entire poker community, then you get people coaching one side, coaching the other. Yeah. So we, went to, uh, we went to a Chicago park in the middle of the winter. Saturday morning, nine o'clock. There's kids playing everywhere to <laughs> set up to film this. It's like thirty degenerate gamblers. Thirty been degenerate up for, gamblers for seventeen hours. Yeah, with cash in their pocket. Yeah, exactly. They were up all night, right from the tables to the field. Yeah. <laughs> and he did five goals on grass, five goals on turf. There was a lot of conditions because uh, of um, you know how it was. He came out hot. He started off pretty good. Came mm-hmm. out, he buried a couple, and when and the over under came out turned out to be five. I think was a winning bet. And then, uh, as predicted, he's he was a bit of a temperamental, kind of a hot temper, and uh, couldn't handle the crowd noise. Of <laughs> there was a controversial goal that didn't like go over the line or not, and there was video. And then uh, he wound up losing the bet. <laughs> and a lot of swearing. I think he. I mean, and like most of these, a lot of bets, a lot of I, a lot of protesting, a lot of quitting mid round, quitting mid stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and he wound up oh, only, man. only getting four, which he came close. So he, he was, I remember him being like, at first, like, wow, we we're actually more impressed. Like he put one in the corner, mm-hmm. and then like, oh, this is more what I expected. <laughs> like because it, it's just because <laughs> anyone oh, can kick the ones, but then to repeat it often is where you know <clears throat> is where you see the difference. I guess <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, yeah, like all the I remember, you know, in the nineties. Poker uh, was getting really big, you know, like yep. they would have it on TV and everything. And I remember watching one, just speaking of all these crazy pop routes, I remember like, I don't know if he was actually in the tournament or if he was friends with somebody who was in the tournament, but they had that guy who did a prop bet where he had artificial breasts put on him yes. for a year. The Wiz. For like, yeah, a $10,000 <laughs> prop bet. Yeah, there's this guy named, uh, the, they call him The Wiz because he was a magician too, I think. And again, but he's a fam- famous prop gambler. Um, yeah, and apparently this this uh, bet happened where they were all at a poker table. Yeah, that's how it usually and, starts because you're and bored. One of one of the players said, "You know, oh, I'm really surprised women get fake breasts just to attract men. It seems like it'd be a really painful operation mm-hmm. and it'd be painful to live with it." And the guy who ended up getting it was like, "No." I don't think it'd be a big deal. <laughs> so the, this snowballs into well, what would it take for you to get them? And and then obviously they had to negotiate it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll get them tomorrow, probably. And they're like, no, you got to keep them for a year. Keep them for a year. So this guy, all right, Brian Zemek is his name. If you want to look him up, he's called. I remember him as the Wiz. He got breast implants in his body. He kept them for a year for for a one hundred thousand dollars. That was the bet. One hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he claims it's the stupid, most stupid bet he's ever accepted. <laughs> the breast bet. He's done a lot, but I remember he kept it afterwards, which I kind of think was kind of almost a spite. Like I like him, I'm gonna keep him. Like we just want to say that. You say that just so, like, yeah. So you, it's not in your head how awful of a dumb idea it was. I do love. It does show w- you women love it. Tell you what, yeah. it's, a, it's a part. It's an icebreaker. I, it does show how plastic surgeons are 100% in it just for the money. Because <laughs> whenever you talk to plastic surgeons, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. no, we do a lot of reconstruction and injury. Right. You know, like, we change people's lives. Like you're like saving they, burn victims all the time. You're yeah. also letting these jackasses <laughs> do bar bets. <laughs> 
I mean, that's absolutely hilarious. This guy has done a lot of it. So he says that was the dumbest bet he ever did. He, uh, I think he wrote a wrote a book. Of course, he got, he got famous with it. He was like in Maxim or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the man with the hundred thousand dollar breast. It was, his name. <laughs> it was a book. Uh, let's see what he, he also did. A, he also did a bet. You'll like this, where he lived in a bathroom for a, for he was supposed to live in a bathroom of another couple for a month. <laughs> for fourteen thousand dollars, and after one week, the couple bought him out for seven grand. So just get the, get the hell out of here. You're obviously going to do this. <laughs> You're obviously going to do this. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. I remember, um, yeah, I remember that story. He did like a lot of damage. Like he had everything had to be within arm's reach, and he was like breaking through walls and stuff like that, <laughs> like just destroying their bathroom. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Oh, I. This is kind of a. I, I thought of this when we were talking about his his breast implants. We I, I can't remember her name, but uh, she's a, a long time listener for the Blackout Diaries uh-huh. uh, uh, at the live show. And, and uh, Adam Burke, mm-hmm. one of our favorite comics, just recorded a new album. And I opened up for him, okay. and she came, and I was like, "Oh, hey, you look great." You know, I I had heard you had cancer, so is everything okay? She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm great." You know, she's like, "It was one of those things like." Uh, Almost the best thing that could happen to me. <laughs> I'm like, really? How so? And the and so she had to she had to have one of her breasts removed. Yeah, it was it was cancerous. All right, it was they were able to get rid of it entirely. And then what they they the operation they did for her is they take breast out of your belly, ass, and thighs. They take fat and muscle from there and rebuild the breast. Okay. And so she's like, I got a free liposuction. Oh, yeah. So I look great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is the funny part. She goes, the only downside is, and she goes, it depends on your views here, but uh, it it doesn't have a nipple because Mm. the flesh comes from other parts of the body. Oh, okay. She goes, uh, she's like, I I can show it to you. I'm like, what? She goes, well, because it doesn't have a nipple, it's street legal. Because you're allowed to show as much breast as you want, but you just can't show the nipple. Street legal. That's she got called it street legal. That's so funny. Like Instagram legal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can just show a mound of flesh as long as it doesn't have an ending to it. That's, That's what, what she's claiming. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm... she did say, she said, some people who have this operation, they get a tattoo of a nipple. Mm. And she goes, if I get a tattoo of a nipple, it's no yeah. longer street legal. Right. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. That would, yeah everyone should get out of jail free card. Although I can't imagine it's too hard to talk your way out of that <laughs> citation to a to a male cop anyway. Yeah, I would <laughs> you know think I mean? so. I think a cop's like, "Well, that story adds up to me. What do you say? I say we, uh, I say we give her a ride anywhere she wants to go, and we'll settle. And we'll wrap that up." <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. And um, a lot of people like like to say, uh, "I want to tell a quick Jimmy the Greek story." If yeah, I, if we have time, how much time? Let's do, do we a Jimmy. Gre- we could do a Jimmy the Greek story, and then we can just end on that. <clears throat> All right, perfect. And he, uh, of course, a lot of these gamblers. Uh, I love Jimmy the Greek. Came from Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, it was it Youngstown? Like a real or blue cow. Co- Steuben- Steubenville. Steubenville. He came from. But Steubenville's right outside of Youngstown. But yeah, Steubenville, very hard, very blue collar town. Very growing up. He grew it up. Is. With, he grew up with Dean Martin, friends with Dean Martin. He did. And, yeah, in Steubenville, and because um, that's what's funny. Like when. <laughs> His demise, of course, was when he, he that he's known for to casual your casual fan, you know, as we mm-hmm. had a racist remark 
uh, which I think he said at a Martin Luther King like dinner, like in DC. Like he was just he was drunk, and then he got fired from yeah, CBS job. I'm not going to try to excuse racism. I and I no, think somebody asked him to explain. It was one of those why co- black ass. That, that, that is one thing that's really interesting about modern sports is we all watch it. Yeah, and we all know right. the black athletes are better. Like uh-huh. we just, I, I mean, that's it's understood, right? That's what we're that's what we're seeing, and no one ever in, in modern sports is just like if you ever dignify that you're fired. <laughs> if you ever like that's a reality that we all see and we don't talk about, right. or you get fired. Yeah. You know. So and if you ever and if you ever try to articulate with your own thesis of why, it's usually yeah, dubbed, like, it's usually don't come across too well. And yeah. So he told his thesis of why whatever the black athletes faster, and he's drunk. He's really drunk in it. He's he, drunk out of his mind. He's sitting down at a table. Yeah. And you can tell he knows it's getting away from him. His quote <laughs> while it's happening, <laughs> and he's getting interviewed. He's like, oh god. He actually goes, oh, he goes, you're not gonna use this, are you? Yeah, you are. You're gonna. So he actually like says it, and the camera guy's like, "Yeah, I kind of have to." You know what you just did? He's like, "All right, well, it's been a fun ride on CBS." You know, I guess I'll go back to uh, <laughs> go back to the casinos yeah. and, uh, where I came from, back to the ocean where I came from, and that's what he did. He went back to Vegas and uh, did one dive painless. Do something like um, I know they wanted to make a sports. Some sportsbook wanted to name it after him, and he didn't. He didn't want to put his name on because he didn't want to be associated with gambling. He's like one of those weird really? hangups. Like really, that's that was all. his whole thing. He I would, know, like, talk but, about but, odds and but they, but they, but you know, it's like one of those things where they, they don't, they don't want people to think that they think that they mm. know that they think that when everyone else does, yeah. even though it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a fun story where he, uh, if he was losing at a track one time, like at a track, he would. Um, he would do this like a horse track yeah at the racetrack yeah. whatever the horse is and if he's be losing mm. just to get the feeling of winning for a race he'd he'd bet on every single horse in the race even it's like okay. two dollars whatever just so he has a winner yeah and when it comes across he'd make a big spectacle and he'd slam the table down and goes i got it the winner and he slams it and he like holds up to take a number six even though he lost even though he's lost money because he bet on every fucking yeah. horse it just go to the window and you're like oh these guys got something going on <laughs> I love Jimmy. winning begets winning. Winning does beget winning. He would make up a lot of stuff. He he of course he he pretty much created the injury report in the NFL. But he would pay he, people at train stations to to uh, send the newspapers from every local town and mail them off and like and drop them off in in Steubenville or whatever, um, Ohio and. He was the first one to report it and made it mandatory that you had to have. Oh, I always thought it was hilarious how the NFL had a mandatory injury report, (laughs) which is more than a tacit admission (laughs) that this league is built around gambling. Exactly. (laughs) And that was the thing. People always ask me, like, like, well, they don't always ask me, but like, like whenever it comes up, like, how did the NFL just surpass all the others? Mm -hmm. And I honestly think it's it's due to gambling. Of course, it's it's just the easiest sport. To gamble on, which also means it's the easiest sport to convert to fantasy sports, which also means it's the easiest sport to just consume because mm-hmm. it happens weekly and everything on it is reported. Yes, and that way they, and like you're saying the way they advertise it now too, like it's impossible to lose. Just this guy with a jersey and a parlay, five dollars, yeah. and not like like Kevin Hart's making a five dollar bet to, 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 to win two hundred. Why can't I do that? That sounds fun. Oh man, that is great. So and as and uh, I'll leave on a quote from Norm Macdonald, my favorite gambling quote. Because they asked him because like Norm Macdonald, famous gambler, lost all of his money twice in his life gambling. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, very smart man. And the reporter asked him, "Was like Norman Don, you're a smart man. How do how do you, how do you do that? How do you lose all your money gambling? You know, you're, you got to be smarter than that." And he's like, "He's like, well, it's like when you, when you have uh, four hundred fifty thousand dollars in your bank account or something like that, and you lose four hundred thousand of it." The last thing you want to do is look at that last fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't want to be reminded of how much money I used to have in my account. So I want to get rid of that thing immediately, and then you're finally free. <laughs> and that's a sad but yet funny, very quote, pointed yeah. quote about gambling and uh, blacking out. <laughs> and there is and there is freedom to being broke like that. You know, like I don't have to worry about it anymore. Totally. Well, hey, uh, speaking of gambling, CJ, uh, how's bottom line? How are you doing now? Where are you in the season? Bottom line, bombs on the Sports Game Podcast Network. Thank you. Um, on the season, we're right around 500. We keep going up and back. It's, uh, it's not an easy contest. I do five games against the spread every week. But the stories keep getting funnier. I, don't, yeah. I almost wish we had our visitors locker room to talk about because I talked about the main segment of the Colts this week with uh, – I don't know if you've seen a Jim Irsay, the Colts owner. He fired. The, he fired their coach. I know. Right? I know the coach got fired. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and then they hired um, Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience whatsoever. He was working on ESPN. It's basically one of those movies, like, oh, you think you can do it? You come out here and do it. And like you're running your mouth. <laughs> like that Whoopi Goldberg exactly. movie. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I said. Like that Whoopi Goldberg movie. But yeah. his press conference defending it was so funny because he knew he was wrong. He goes, I'm glad he doesn't have an experience. Worst thing you could have is experience. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like all that means he doesn't have any experience losing. Exactly. That's what he says. Like coaches, you know, they get yeah. caught up in that saber metrics, they get slaved to that. I want this guy to know nothing <laughs> coming out there. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's been fun. Other than that, we're at five hundred, so it's uh-huh. uh check it out. That's great. And then uh, I, of course, always have the live show at the Lincoln Lodge every 10 p.m. Yep. Uh, every Friday at 10 p.m. Blackout Diaries. Uh, and my book is out, places I can't return to. So, yeah, check out any of those things. Yeah, follow us online as well. CJ Sullivan's taking Instagram, Sean Flannery. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, do all those things. All right, other than that, goodbye. We will talk to you next week. A podcast network.